Coming up, we have part six of our Seven Resorts in Seven Days series. Today, we're talking about Disney's Boardwalk Resort. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 783 for February 21st, 2015. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Let the experts at Dreams Unlimited help you to understand all your options when booking one of Disney's all-inclusive vacation packages. Just visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming to you from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table by my good friends Dustin West, Jenny Lindop, Kathy Whirling, Corey Martin, and back in the production nook, our associate producer, Craig Williams, and on Skype, joining us from Indianapolis, Indiana, the lovely and talented Mr. Will Perry. Um, so we are talking about Disney's Boardwalk Resort today, and before we get into too much. Let's just do a little bit of background. Opened uh, July 1st, 1996, uh, along with the Yacht and Beach Club, was designed by the architect Robert A.M. Stern. Uh, 378 hotel rooms make up the boardwalk inside of this resort, and 383 DVC units make up the villa's side. This was uh, built from the ground up to be both a DVC resort and a hotel. Um, it is uh, The rooms are slightly smaller than you will find at your average uh, deluxe resort at 380 square feet. You will notice as the construction date gets later, the room size gets smaller. Um, again, Disney figuring out that 20 square feet over several hundred rooms means more rooms. Um, and uh, interestingly enough, it is uh, the boardwalk is the only place on Disney property that you will find a microbrewery, which was a, a special significance to most of the members <laughs> of, of our team. Uh, and that is, of course, the Big River Grill that's located right on the boardwalk. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. But before we get too much further in, we do have an overview of the boardwalk to show you. And we'll go ahead and play that now. All right. So let's chat about uh, the boardwalk. Um, the check-in process here was... Uh, you know, they were very nice. I won't say that they were rude or anything. They were very nice. Um, it's just, you know, the challenges with Magic Bands, which we did experience at virtually all the resorts, mm-hmm. and mainly because all the rooms were in my name, and uh, I have a collection of Magic Bands that could choke a horse. <laughs> uh, I'm on property a lot. I stay on property a lot. I also am I'm a sucker for the Magic Bands. I have one in every color, and when the new... When the specialty ones come out for the parties and things like yeah. that, I got to have one. So, you know, there was a lot of uh, conflicting information. I still don't know what the correct information is in terms of what is the maximum number of magic bands you can have on under one name or on one My Disney Experience account. Um, we heard, we were told there is no limit. We were told 32. We were told 16. And again, this is one of Disney's challenges is about making this information, I think a little more uniform mm. and communicating that better to the frontline cast members. Cause what they were, were having to do was to, de- to deactivate 
some of my other bands so that the, these bands would work. It was also partly my fault for having so many bands and not bringing any of them with me. <laughs> yeah. So I do need to throw that out there, too, that had I brought one of my bands with me, and I don't know, it was like one of those mental blocks I was having that particular week that I just for, kept forgetting to bring my magic. I know band. I have a massive pile of those gray magic bands that don't have your name etched into them. The ones they give you because you forgot. Yeah, them. yeah. <laughs> and so the uh, that so I, I also have to accept some responsibility for that. But uh, so that made check-in process a bit more arduous. Um, the rooms at the boardwalk are. I, I love these rooms. They're beautiful. They're very, very elegant. Kind of that, there's a, that touch of Victorian uh, elegance to them with the, you know, the golden, the golden and, and white striped wallpaper, and then you have uh, the, the 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 red accents in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that gold and red it's and a lot white of jewel tones in the rooms. Jewel tone, uh, very good, and, very good um, word. And, and they kind of oh, thanks. Jewel tones. What are jewel tones? I don't know. Jewel, the like colors, of, colors jewels? of jewels. Oh, <laughs> gold and ruby. And not ringtones. Okay, yeah, not drool ringtones, <laughs> and not drool tones. <laughs> I like the contrast of it. There's also um, contrasting patterns in the rooms, which there's a side of me where I feel like that doesn't quite fit. You know, toil with stripes and such. But at the same time, there's still an a, an ele- element of. Um, Elegance, elegance without being stuffy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's elegance with a splash of fun. And you got to you got to stop and think about how difficult it is to design that way, mm-hmm. where you want to convey that sense of elegance and refinement without making people feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, we were talking about that with the Grand Floridian, um, and that's you know when I stop and think about it, that really is kind of challenging for any place to do. You know, how do you create that that elegance yet yet warm and comfortable feeling. And I think the boardwalk does that extremely, extremely well and very comfortably. It's a very comfortable room to be in. It yeah. is. We've mentioned this a couple times with the, in these seven and seven resorts, and there's a handful of these newly renovated or refurbished rooms that go with that simplistic design. It still keeps all the elements that you would expect in the boardwalk, except it gets rid of a lot of the complicated patterns that made it very like early nineties, you know? Right. And I love the, the modern take on this boardwalk room. It was, uh, it's, it is very comfortable. Um, I like the, the deluxe rooms that have the couches mm-hmm. in them. I think having that extra seating space is one of my favorite thing, things about the deluxe rooms. Cause that's pretty standard. Um, so they are very comfortable. Something else to add about the deluxe rooms. I stayed in one over New Year's Eve because um, I spent New Year's Eve at Epcot. And the, we were talking about the smaller um, size of the room at the boardwalk for the standard. In contrast, the boardwalk deluxe room that I was in was so large, I felt like I should have uh, been holding a yoga class in it. Yeah, the, the deluxe, deluxe rooms are huge. It was so large. I walked <laughs> in and... You know, held my breath because it was shocking. Did you have one that had the seating area, had the beds, and then the seating area mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. off to off on its own? Yeah, that's and it, uh, it was gorgeous. <laughs> the balcony, what, you know, you could go out there in the evenings, and I had a 
pretty decent view of the fireworks that were at Epcot. But that is something about the boardwalk, too. Um, along with the Grand Floridian, it doesn't have as many room categories as the Grand Floridian, but there are a lot of room categories. You, can, you have a choice from a lot of different styles that you could go with. Well, I know that uh, back in April of last year, I put my mom and uh, her sisters, my aunts, they were in town for a weekend, and I put them up at the boardwalk, and we got we had one of those deluxe rooms, and, and they were out of their minds. I mean, this was perfect for you know two, you know my 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 mother is eighty four, my aunt Edith is eighty six, my aunt Janice is 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 a bit younger, but still, I mean, the three of them just went nuts mm-hmm. over this room, and it was pl- you know especially for three of them, it was plenty of room. Um, it's the space. It just smacks you right in the face, especially if you're going to be there with a family with young children and you've got all the equipment, like the strollers, and you come in with all the toys. And This room is actually a great fit, I think, because you've got space for the equipment and then a whole lot of floor room for kids to play, and you just you don't feel crowded at all. That's the deluxe one, right? That would be yeah. the deluxe. So, you know, I forget. The, uh, the couch that's in the standard uh, room, does that fold into a... Uh, you mean is it a day bed? Yes, I don't believe it is. Okay. I don't believe there's enough room for that too. No, I, I was about to say because that, that would that would be weird. It might because you know it's in the way you could probably sleep yeah. on it as a bed, but it's yeah. not going to pull out. I don't yeah. think because there's not enough room between that um, and the foot of the bed. Right, exactly. Um, now we also uh, we also got a a villa, a one bedroom villa on the DVC side, and I I have to be honest with you. Um, it wasn't that it wasn't nice, but it was my least favorite of all the DVC rooms that we stayed in on this trip. Um, there, I, I, I can't sit here and say it was because it was worn or dated or any of that, although it kind of is. It is dated. Um, I don't feel like it was as dated as the Beach Club one. No, but I liked the beach. The, the feel of the Beach Club villa mm-hmm. was m- much warmer for me well, than I, this was. Sorry, I think walking in there, though, whenever I got in for the first time, it looked exactly like the Wilderness Lodge layout because it is the exact same layout. You had that counter on the left and the the couch on the right. It just so it had that exact same layout, but it, wasn't it just wasn't as nice. It wasn't the layout I had a problem with. It was the feel. Yeah. The you know, the colors, the the just the general feel of it. Did not appeal to me. That's a personal thing. It, it, it was like for me, like looking at the photo, it's pattern overload. I mean, it just yeah. like mm-hmm. the the every other tile is a different mm-hmm. color and the, the tons of patterns on the the carpet, and it's just whew. yeah, it's <laughs> the backsplash. I mean, every other tile is it's one of one of the things. One of the first impressions I had walking into this room was. Okay, time to redo this. Well, time to redo this. I think this is the one that we went to that did not have stainless steel appliances, and the kitchen was not as updated. Beach Club had that too. Okay. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that, a, that was still outdated. That's yeah. a, a sign that it's it's you know kind of either coming up on or slightly past its expiration date. Um, yeah, I was not a fan of, uh, of of this particular villa. Who stayed in the villa that night? Did anybody stay in the villa that night? Will, where were you at the boardwalk? Were I stayed you, in the standard room. You were in the room. Oh, that's right. I was in the villa, wasn't I? Uh, did you guys? Yeah, yeah I did. I did. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> God, who stayed? In every room was. Yeah, everyone was used. So. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I stayed. Um, 
And maybe that's why I didn't like it. <laughs> or maybe because I'm having trouble recalling it. And that's pretty sad, you, you know? It. I blocked it out of my memory. Well, honestly, <laughs> I just my memory is not. It's really bad. It, honestly, God, I'm like getting concerned that it's early onset of something. Um, or maybe I just did too much damage for too many years and I just don't have enough brain cells anymore. But um, I was not... I was not particularly happy with. I think the color scheme of the um, the boardwalk is in need of a little bit of updating because it's very citrus. You know, it's a lot of contrasting bright citrusy colors and or mints well, and oranges and. That's kind of the feel you get from the the. Uh, the DVC portion, but on the opposite end where we already talked about the standard room. Those are mean, very nice. I even though it's a kind of a shameless plug for the show, but like Boardwalk Empire on HBO, I that's the only experience I have with the Boardwalk. I've never been on the Jersey Boardwalk, Atlantic City, all that. I don't know anything about well, it again, beyond that show, uh, uh, but uh, I feel like it there. Well, the uh, this is this is to re- this represents Atlantic City at the turn of the century, mm-hmm. the turn of the twentieth century. So nothing in Atlantic City or on the Jersey Shore looks like this now. Okay, mm-hmm. nothing. What? Um, There's no guidos running around. No, uh, we'll maybe get some hookers on the boardwalk, and, and you're, you're, you're going for good theme. But um, I, you know, overall, overall, I love the boardwalk. Um, I absolutely love the boardwalk, and I love the rooms on the inside. The in rooms, I, I, I love. I'm not a fan of the rooms on the villa side. I'm just not. Um, I don't. All they would have I to don't do. like their look. Now, again, if they if they would com- do a complete refresh and completely redesign the the feel of these rooms, might be different. I want to stay at the ones the the villas that have the little white fence. Yes, those front. are the honeymoon. Those, I was going to say I those did, are the, the those are the rose yeah the rose garden. I did suites. get some time in with uh, concierge. The, there was the sweetest little man sitting at that concierge desk. He was tiny. Pete. He was he was slender, um, and he just sat and talked to me like I was his best friend. It was wonderful, and he showed me around the the common areas of the concierge level a little bit. The lounge is very nice. Um, and I got to look over at the um, the honeymoon suites, and they're just so quaint and awesome. I I actually and talked about are, it on my other show. I, I want to stay in one of those so badly. They're adorable. They're, I, I believe they're called the uh, Rose Garden, uh, the Rose Garden Suites, because they have like you know rose bushes out in mm-hmm. front. They have their own little yard. You yeah. have you have a you know a small area. I don't believe there's any kitchen. There's not a kitchen in it. No. Um, but you've got. A nice little seating area when you walk in, and then the bedroom—it's a loft bedroom that's upstairs. Yeah, um, and I've I've stayed in one before, and they are absolutely adorable. They're also, you know, they're 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 adorable until you see the price. <laughs> yeah, and then they're not so adorable it anymore. Does, it looks like a little neighborhood out it there. It does. It is. It's, it's, it's very cute. But again, we talk about the multiple. That's on the inside, though. That's it's not a little bit deceiving the, because you think of something with a yard being able to sleep a family, but they're actually very tiny mm-hmm. inside. Yeah, and they some are. of them you can only sleep two. Yeah. Well, maybe. hopefully. <laughs> well, honeymoon sweet. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never so, know. Yeah, it's it's like I said on the inside. I I love the rooms. The villa side, I'm not I'm not as big a fan. Um, let's talk about some of the dining options. Some some really good dining options here. Two uh, two restaurants that I've, I'm fond of. I'm not gonna say they're my favorites, but I'm very fond of is the Flying Fish, 
which is the big signature restaurant and very popular. And uh, Big River Grill is another one, which is uh, table service, but a lot more casual. Casual. This is the microbrewery I was mentioning earlier. Oh, yeah. Um, you have the new Trotteria Al, Al Forno, which is uh, taking the place of Kakora's. Uh, and I have not been in there yet to eat, so I can't speak at all to the food. Uh, Aesthetically, it's very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we walked inside, and I wanted to steal some of like the napkins and the silverware right off the table. <laughs> yeah. So it looked good <laughs> on the inside. Um, what did, you know? You guys had dinner at Flying Fish. I wasn't there. How was your dinner at Flying Fish? I've had dinner at Flying Fish before, and it's always an incredible meal. It really is um, up there. I mean, everything comes out quality, and I, I always love it there. I'm, I, it's it's a rare occasion that I'm going to eat calamari. One of the places I will eat calamari. Oh, really? Is wow! At, and I'll tell you why. It's not because the calamari itself is prepared in a special way that I think that it's the best <laughs> calamari. It's that sauce, that yeah. dipping sauce that they have for that calamari. I would put that on cereal. It is so good. <laughs> wow. It is so, so good. I think Will got that, and that was his first time dipping into calamari that also featured like the mini octopi and all that oh, in there. That, and that's the best part. Look at the smile on his face. Yeah, we had to get over <laughs> yeah, that hump on I'm that. I'm going to say, bonus Pete, I don't really uh, like calamari, but it was, it was good at Flying Fish. I did enjoy it. Flying Fish, as the name suggests, is very good at seafood. And if you do like seafood, it is incredible. You know, I, I, moved, I moved off of the room discussion without talking to Will about how he felt staying in the, on the inside. What was your impression of staying in the room? Uh, yeah, the room was nice. It was, um, you know, it was clean. It was, uh, it was updated. It, from the pictures of the villa, very big difference um, from my room to your room. I watched a little bit of the Colts game in that room, so uh, I enjoyed the TV. The balcony was great. Um, a lot of space. Uh, I, I agree with Corey, though, a little bit pattern overload. Um, but as far as being comfortable and clean, yeah, it's great. The boardwalk, my first time to the boardwalk. Um, this is probably the place that I would pick if I was going to come back and stay at Crescent Lake of all the Disney properties. I think mm. this is the one I would pick. Hmm. So uh, between Yacht Club, Beach Club, and Boardwalk, for you, it would be Boardwalk. Yeah, yeah, I think this would be my, my pick of those three. Yep. And is that – obviously, that's, more, that's about more than just the room. Um, obviously, the entertainment, that's, you know, food, I, I'm guessing, plays a role in that? Yeah. Um, location plays a big role in it. Um, boardwalk, there's just so much to do, and it's right there. And, again, they're all uh, within a short walking distance of each other, but – I just feel like you're a lot closer, um, you know, to the the brewery and the ESPN and getting on a bike if you want to go around. It's all right there. There's a great general store. I got caught in a bad rainstorm I'm walking around, and I went and got an umbrella, and there was just a lot of stuff right there within a short, short walking distance. Not that I didn't like the Yacht and Beach Club as much, um, but it just that would be my pick for sure. Yeah, the um, I'm glad you mentioned ESPN Club. That's another place where you can get some food. Uh, on the boardwalk, not a place I go into a lot. Just way too much testosterone playing around <laughs> yeah. at ESPN. I wouldn't well, even call it a place to get food. I would say it's a place to get a drink and watch a game and yeah. escape rain and, and if escape there is sunshine. A big game, then be ready to but wait serve, to get seated. They have a full menu. I mean, they serve food. They, if you can call it food, well, then they serve. <laughs> it. Judgment aside, <laughs> yeah, it's a. 
work with me here, there, Craig. I'm feeling feisty today. Yeah, well, knock it off. You can feel feisty outside. Um, it's a, you know, it is it is a, a full service restaurant. Yeah, it's kind of what you'd expect from maybe like an Applebee's or TGI Fridays. Right. It's a sports yeah. bar. Yeah, it's a sports bar, but. Again, I'm having a wade through the thicket here with these guys. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it is another dining venue on the boardwalk. Extremely popular during during games. We were mm-hmm. trying to watch the Colts play. Who will? Oh uh, shoot, I can't remember. Who yeah, we played. regardless, I can't remember. But they but, brought but, bleachers but, out. So yeah, there's a line to oh, get wow. in, cool. and it's you know, like you said, there are bleachers outside. They have TVs outside. So as far as for sporting events. There are TVs Very everywhere. Popular. There are TVs in the bathroom stalls. Yes. So if you have to go to the bathroom, you're not going to miss a play. <laughs> and it's one of those cool restaurants that does have the TVs right at the end of your table. So if you're in a booth, it has oh. it right on there, and you can actually yeah. change it to yourself. So if you don't want to watch the game that they have on, you can put on whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Big River Grill, um, when I'm on the boardwalk, and I- I'll-, I'll tell you, this is pretty much my default place to go eat. Mm. Um, if I don't feel like, you know, if I don't have reservations at Flying Fish, because sometimes it's really tough to get in there. Um, I, I Big River Grill is my default. And I, you know, again, they're not serving anything gourmet here. But it's very good. And it's fresh. And service has always been good. Now, it's not owned by Disney. This is a an outside enterprise, quote unquote. Um, they do take tables in Wonderland, though, which I was really happy about. So you get 20% off. <laughs> Um, but you know the big the big thing here the big draw here is that it's actually its own microbrewery and when you walk inside you will see like the big beer tanks and they will if you ask if someone's available take you on a tour back there it's not a big tour because it's not a big facility yeah. but they make their own beer there so you've done that I know I still haven't done that yet you have yeah I've done it with Bob we uh, we walked back there and the, the brewmaster was there so he was kind of walking us through uh, step by step and it was really interesting to do that and it's it's a nice little uh, addition to a dining experience or drinking experience to, to be able to go back there and check yeah. it out well, how, are, how are the beers <laughs> Wonderful. I mean, I, they do have seasonal beers, so you might have your favorite beer, and if you come back uh, like in the winter, that summer beer you, you wanted, they're not brewing that. They're brewing something else, but there's always their regular beers they have and a nice variety. Uh, and I, it, I believe I'm 99% right on this. I'm not 100% positive, but the brewmaster that originally opened up the place and made their their standard beers is no longer there. He now is actually opening up another brew pub up in Winter Garden. So the fact that he can go off of this one that he already made in Disney was such a success, can go start a brand new beer pub with new beers, That's that means you actually make good beer. You yeah. can't just go and open up a second place if yeah. your first one isn't good. It's going to be called Huge River Grill. <laughs> <laughs> no, just, I, I, I personally enjoy the beer here. I for me, uh, microbreweries satisfy that uh, weird compulsive collector in me. Like I want to try them all, and uh, and I love seeing like the different graphic design they use for the labels and stuff like that. Uh, I, yeah, I love this place, and it's good beer. Now, outside, uh, we talked about Trattoria El Forno, which is an Italian restaurant. Um, there is a to-go window there where you can get pizza, either eat there or bring back to your room. Um, and although it's, this is not a restaurant, um, it is worth mentioning the Boardwalk Bakery. Um, very popular place and with good reason. They have mm-hmm. some really, really great baked goods. And you Not know, only that, but sandwiches and yes. soups. Right, right. 
It's always um, crowded every time I go in there. Always crowded. And, and you know, I mention this because, you know, baked goods, the words baked goods and really good and Disney don't always <laughs> right. work in a sentence together. Um, I, I, I like to say that a lot of times, you know, Disney seems to run their desserts through a flavor vacuum. So it looks really, really good, but it has absolutely no flavor. Or it's so dense, it threatens to destabilize the crust of the earth. Um, one or the other. It's antimatter. <laughs> yeah, basically. It's antimatter. Um, but the, the Boardwalk Bakery is really popular, and it does get busy very quickly. It's always a good idea to get down there early. Mm-hmm. Stuff is made there. Um, so a lot of times what you're getting early in the morning is very fresh and just made. So Boardwalk Bakery is a, is a big draw for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. There are people from other resorts in the area that will walk over specifically to go there. And they also have some good coffee. They're doing the Joffrey's Coffee there as well. So yeah. that's always a plus. Um, so let's talk about some of the common areas. And that's kind of a big discussion when you talk about uh, the boardwalk. Uh, of course, the lobby. I think this lobby is stunning. Yes. Um, and this lobby, again, does a great job of kind of setting that that tone that you're in you know, turn of the century Atlantic city with the big carousel horse and the, a lot of the elements that they, that they include in there. Uh, we're showing some pictures of that now. And again, for those listening and not watching, uh, all of this is up on the site. All of the videos, all of the pictures, our blog, everything is all www.info.com is where you will find, uh, this every day. Uh, I think their lobby does a fantastic job. Now, there is a small store off the lobby in terms of shopping. Um, and this is kind of your basic needs. Some of your DVC stuff is here, your sweatshirts, jackets, T-shirts, things like that. Little snacks. But yeah. you have little snacks and toiletries and things like that. Your big store is actually down on the boardwalk. And there is considerably more shopping at the boardwalk, I think. Um, maybe not considerably, but enough you have a Weiland Gallery that's right there. Um, There's more than the average resort. Not as much as the Grand Floridian. No. But more than the average resort. And then you have the screen door, which is That's the, massive. The that's massive, massive, yeah. massive store. And it is. And they have some cool stuff in there, but a lot of it is just regurgitated theme park merchandise that you can pretty much find anywhere. Um, there are, you know, that is also every DVC resort has a grocery component. In one of its stores, this is where that grocery component is located. So you can get some frozen stuff, chips, uh, sodas, things like that. One of the things I, I liked at this resort is there was a little bit of whimsy in the the lobby area that you had like the, I don't know, the stuffy chairs. And then you had like the chair by the fireplace there that um, looks like the lady just sitting there and you had to sit on the Those lady. are very creepy chairs. Yes. I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure in the uh, early in the morning, like at 2 a.m., those come to life. Yeah, they devour <laughs> souls. <laughs> and they, yeah. they steal the dreams of small children. <laughs> but it, to me, it's like, you know, you know, Dizzy has a, a good sense of humor. And to me, that sort of looked like, you know, they, they captured that from, you know, the turn of the century time and decided to put that in there. Like, they captured sort of, it from well, something. I think, I think it's those things that, actually, that make the theming of the boardwalk so effective. Mm-hmm. Because while it is very elegant, it has that fun house effect and fun mm-hmm. houses can be creepy well yeah. it's it's a you know there's there's a split theming we talked about the theming of uh the turn of the century atlantic city 
uh, resort. But uh, also, this was the first of the Stephen King-themed resorts, especially when you get out to the pool, which (laughs) I have called for years the Pennywise the Clown Pool. If those of you who have seen the movie or read the book, It, um, this is Pennywise the Clown throwing up children. <laughs> because Officially called the Kitty come, Coaster, but... Ch- children come flying out. Keister Coaster. Keister Coaster. Keister Coaster, but children come flying out of his mouth and it looks like Pennywise the Clown is throwing up children. I had never <laughs> been to the pool area and I'd heard about the clown and I'm like... Oh, that's sort of creepy, but that whole area sort of works together. It does. It does. It takes on an entirely new level of creepy when you go there at night and it's all oh, lit yeah. up. And you're pretty sure this thing is going to, again, come to life yeah. and, and steal your dreams. Um, but uh, it is a, it's a very fun pool. Uh, it's a very popular pool. You, you like that, huh? Yeah. It's throwing up children. Um that's an old one. I've I've been saying yeah. that for I can't tell you how many years. Um, you'll notice there's a few uh, over at Port Orleans French Quarter. Um, you have that dragon that throws up yeah. this too. Yeah. Um, so you know, just little points of reference for your next visit. Um, but go go ahead. Next time you go to this 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 pool and you sit there and you watch outside and the kids coming out, what are you going to think? It's throwing up children. Yeah, just make the noise, <laughs> and you will chuckle. You will yes. chuckle, and no one will know why. Um, but. Yeah, it's a, it, but it's a cool pool, nonetheless. I mean, it it's is very a, popular with children. Um, I've stayed there in the DVC side with my family prior, and this was a hot spot for my kids. It's just visually appealing for children, and it's it's large. It, it has a very large, spacious feeling to it. It is. And, there's uh, a, there, there's a nice pool bar, too. We grabbed something. I think we grabbed lunch there. Yeah, uh, we did. We were at the boardwalk. They had TVs out there at the pool bar, too. So Yeah, the Green Bay game was on. And the pool, while the pool is awesome, it's not the focal point of the resort. It's kind of tucked away. It's off to the mm-hmm. side. You mm-hmm. really have to, to go look for it, to mm-hmm. see it. You just, you're not going to stumble upon it. Right, exactly. Um, the, uh, obviously, on the boardwalk itself, you know, we were talking about shopping. We were talking about uh, the lobby, um, but also the entertainment. Um, you have, uh, you know, you have two diametrically opposed nightclubs uh, at this resort, the most popular at Walt Disney World and the least popular yeah. at Walt Disney World. You have Jelly Rolls on one side, and then you have the place where fun goes to die, <laughs> the Atlantic <laughs> Dance Hall. Now, if you want to feel better about yourself, if, you, if you're feeling down and blue and you want to feel better about yourself, walk into Atlantic Dance, and you will see the one or two really sad drunk people who are usually the only two people in the place on a Friday night at 9 o'clock, um, dancing to 80s video, trying to recapture some lost youth. And you will feel better about yourself, unless, of course, you're one of those two people. Well, um, on, on nights in which, you know, the cleaning woman isn't coming out instead of it being open, uh, yeah. when, it, when it's actually open, uh, there are a few, you know, regulars that show up, locals or cast mm-hmm. members or something, that... For whatever reason, feel these, like they and, need to dance in a circle. Of and these no are one. usually these, <laughs> these are usually people that have relapsed from AA. Um, I'm I'm pretty convinced. The one I, time we were in there, the one time we were in there um, for the drink around the world, mm-hmm. and almost got into a fight with this one drunk guy who was like running into people, and I mean, it was crazy. And then yeah, you have you 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 have like 
you know, the, the, the solid gold sadness dancers <laughs> out on the dance floor looking up at the, at the you know, because it's the, the big video screen. And they're just kind of, we have video of you drunk out of your mind <laughs> doing that. You're looking well, at I think the, you were dancing to Whitney Houston. Was I making fun of those people or was I joining no, in? you were joining in. <laughs> okay. There so, is an exception you're on, to you're, you're, on the, you're, you're on the early version of the sadness train. Um, so just keep that in mind. There mark. is an exception to this, but there's no way to plan for it. You can't count on it. Um, I've been to Atlantic Dance Hall more than once and nothing ever happens until you hit about midnight and if you are really lucky somebody will have had some type of wedding ceremony that day and the entire wedding party will come into the Atlantic Dance Hall in the evening and then it kind of Turn, gets turns fun. Into a party. Okay. It turns into a party but <coughs> there's no way to to plan for that. It's luck of the draw. Well, here's what You're I don't hoping un- somebody gets married and they come in. Here's what I don't understand. It is a great venue and it is a huge venue. Mm-hmm. And no matter the only time this place was relevant and it was for a brief moment in time was when swing dancing was big mm-hmm. and that's they were bringing in and they were bringing in like big bands in 97. That's what I want. And they were, they were doing swing dancing there. And that was the last time 1997 yeah. that wow. this place was truly relevant. Well, if I'm not incorrect, <laughs> this was uh, built at a time where it was almost used as overflow for pleasure Island because there was a day when pleasure Island would sell out. And, um, you know, Walt Disney World needed more options, so they had Jelly Rolls and they had Atlantic Dance Hall. And Atlantic Dance Hall at the time kind of filled that same need as the Pleasure Island Clubs. It, it was strictly a club. It wasn't a restaurant. Why have, like why have these nightclubs, generally speaking, done so poorly? I mean, Pleasure Island closed because no one went, except Tommy Sandvik. Tommy no, Sandvik no, was the I, only no, person. I, 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 People went. They started chipping away at Pleasure Island for a while. Once they once they got rid of those gates and they they opened that traffic from Marketplace to West Side. Mm. When, once they opened that up, it removed the entire the, the entire Pleasure Island feel that you were in an adults only district. Yeah. Because you know it's one thing to go out. And you're gonna have fun. You're drinking, and then like. You know, there are families with strollers, and it's like you don't want to be like that around kids. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of destroyed the feeling of Pleasure Island. And, you know, they started chipping away a while. At but that. they opened up those gates because not enough people were paying. They weren't getting, you know, the place started turning into a graveyard because people weren't paying the whatever it was, $20, $25 cover charge to get in. Yeah, and I think with Atlantic, I mean, it is a huge failure. But the only reason that building's still there right now is they use it for some special events. But it is a huge, uh, it's a huge place for people to hold their uh, re- wedding reception. Absolutely, right. sure, that absolutely. is the only reason why that building venue. is still yeah, there. A great venue for a wedding reception. Now, by contrast, literally right across the boardwalk. You have Jelly Rolls. The, the one nightclub from that era that has actually survived. Yeah. Survived and thrived. Yeah. I mean, yeah. let's just... To the point that they still have a cover charge. Oh, yeah, and it's massive. To get I mean, in. it's like obscene. Yeah. And, but you know what? Worth it. It hits the Worth sweet it. spot. And here's why. Here's why. It's a dueling piano bar. But the, the folks that have been, been playing there, most of them have been playing there for years mm. and have developed followings. And there's a good reason for it. They're really, really, really good. Uh, we stopped in there for a little while uh, the the night we were there. This was yeah. we were actually at Boardwalk the last night of the seven and seven. Uh, were we? no, no, that was yacht. No, club. yacht club was the last night. Um, it was the next to last night. Um, we were at uh, we were at the Boardwalk, 
And uh, Will, Dustin, and I went in and hung out there uh, for a little while. There's one guy, you're talking about them having followings. There's one guy who's been there, I know, at least 10 years. He was there when I was on the college program. He's the tall, slender guy. He's, like, really tall. And he will play, uh, upon request, he'll play rainbow connection in the kermit the frog voice and sit up on his uh, piano and do little kermit hands and that's one of my favorite things in the world um and it's it's a great place it's a lot of fun if you're looking for nightlife uh, at disney world and I always think happening yeah we can we can be pretty broad about that statement um if you're looking for nightlife at walt disney world it's jelly rolls is mm-hmm. where you want to be um and uh you know i i i think I don't think there's too many people that would disagree with that. Free popcorn, too. Yeah, you you have to kind of keep in mind they won't play anything. So I know over at Pat O'Brien's at City Walk, you can go in and you can request anything in terms of vulgarity in the songs. I mean, at Jelly Rolls, you're going to hear a pretty strict... uh, uh, Billy Joel standards, Elton John going in with uh, some too. Bruce Springsteen. Anything that's very PG rated. Well, it's Disney, so I mean they're not gonna. Disney's not gonna allow them to, you know. Yeah, you have to be twenty one to get in, though. Right, twenty one to get in. Um, what else on the boardwalk? Is there like? Am I missing they something? They have a sweet shop. You know, but yeah. it's, it's kind of generic know. Disney candy. Seashore Sweets is really good. It is one of the bigger sweet shops in any of the hotels, but. They make a killer milkshake. Go in there for the ice cream and milkshake. If yeah, you're gonna do that's right. There's good. ice cream there yeah. as well, and the fudge is really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then they also have the uh, the games that start up mm-hmm. around, uh, I believe, sunset six seven o'clock. The midway you can play. games, exactly. Yeah, thank You've you. got the midway games. You also have a lot of streetmosphere uh, entertainers, you got, like magicians and things like that, coming out on the boardwalk. Yeah, the busters. Always a lot of fun. Um, so uh, let's. Uh, Let's talk about uh, for kids. Um, how do we feel about this resort for kids? Well, I can tell you uh, right up front, they have one of the dinkiest arcades. Yeah, it's a very, in, very sad arcade. In all of the deluxe resorts. Um, I, which, I, I can't remember which one was in a broom closet, but this is you know, the broom, second to that. The, well, <laughs> that was the smallest, the smallest and saddest is the one at Fort Wilderness. Oh, yeah, off the side of the saloon. Off the side of the saloon that literally is like two video games yeah. and like one of the claw things. And now that Disney's taking out all the claw machines, <laughs> I think there's only like... There'll just be an ATM machine back there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fun. Oh, Spanish. It'll be, over, it'll be overflow for the bar. Checkers. Um, but, you know, for kids, for kids, I think this is probably one of the better mm-hmm. resorts and, and arguably the best of the deluxe. Um, um, I don't know if I would go that far because it doesn't have its own kids club. Uh, if you're staying at the boardwalk, you do still have to go over to the beach club to take your kids there and drop them off at the Sandcastle Club at the beach well, club. Well, you can also take them over to the, the, the Swan Dolphin. The Swan Dolphin has their Camp Dolphin. True. Um, but the point being at this restaurant, there isn't a designated kids area. However, the uh, the pool area is fantastic. A lot of the resort is very visually appealing for children. Down um, on the boardwalk in the evenings, the kids just love those buskers. When they come out and they do their little sideshows, they really involve the kids in what they're doing, and you'll frequently see them. just They're just smiling and they're laughing. It's almost like it's not a carnival, but you still have the feel of a carnival for some reason. And um, it's, it's something that uh, my kids have always really loved it. So 
it's interesting where they don't have anything necessarily very specific for children. It's still one that is extremely pleasing for them. It's a great experience for them at the same time. One of the things that not just kids but families alike really enjoy here are the Surrey bikes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that this is the boardwalk is where you rent the Surrey bikes, and uh, I know kids go nuts over that. We did that every year that we stayed at the boardwalk without fail, and and I'm not real big on paying for extra experiences. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like I want you know what's free, what comes with the resort, but the Surrey bikes were uh, were an exception to that because it is such a, a fun experience. <laughs> really they, the kids they do they love it, um, and it's a good you know, exercise, you know, to ride that thing around the, around the lake, but, um, they just have the best time. It's again, it's just, it's all smiles and laughing and yeah. well, kids really love it. But keep in mind when you're doing the Surrey bike, cause Teresa and I did that. Um, there's two Hills as you're going around. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is. <laughs> and, um, the first, well, both Hills, we had people help push us <laughs> up the yes. hill. Because Teresa and I were sitting there laughing so much. But the first <laughs> hill by ESPN Yeah, Club, that's the reason you needed the help. Well, but, I mean, we were laughing, and we you get those Surrey bikes are heavy. They are. And Especially if you've got it loaded down with children who aren't helping. <laughs> pedal. Pedal, right, aren't providing energy to get you up that's the hill. That's the problem. We had kids in there, too. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then over by the Swan Dolphin, there's another pretty good-sized Getting hill. Getting up so, to the bridge, yeah. So it's... It's, it can be relaxing, but it can also be a workout. The flip side w- of that, though, is when you're coming down those hills, that's when the fun really begins. Yeah, I also wonder how many people get taken out by those sorry bikes. Because <laughs> sometimes they come down those hills, and they're doing like 70. And- <laughs> Teresa hit a trash can. She was driving. So, um, all right, so let's uh, let's talk about overall, overall score. Uh, start with Corey. What do you think? Um Okay, I love I love the boardwalk. This is one of my favorites. I love a place where it's a destination. I love being able to walk around and have a choice of what to do, and the choice isn't really made for me. Um, I think the room is wonderful. The the villa, of co- I'm just judging on the standard room. I I could see bringing my family here. The pool's wonderful. The arcade built in is terrible, but there's one connected to ESPN. Still, oh, yeah. you have That's that. A good point. You still have the proximity of everything that I love about the Beach Club and Yacht Club, um, and also the Swan and Dolphin. So I gave the Beach Club a nine. I gave Yacht Club eight. I'm going to give this nine point one. <laughs> nine point one. All right, Kathy, what do you think? I would give it a nine of the three resorts that's in that area. This would be my favorite. I would want to. This is a resort I would like to go back and experience. You know, on my own time and see all the little things that the resort has to offer okay well what do you say i'm gonna give it an eight and a half um best one at crescent lake i would definitely uh this would be one of the resorts that i would go and spend my own money take my family my fiance and parents to for sure okay craig Uh, i would give it an eight only because i love looking at the boardwalk so much from the yacht and beach side that you kind of lose that yeah there's so many great amenities staying over there but i like to also be able to look at it in that grandscape because it really is that beautiful so only because you can't see it looking right out your window jenny lynn i'm giving it a nine this is actually my favorite of the resorts that we stayed in during the week um it's it's the theming, it's the location, it's the options. You've got a lot of dining options, a lot of shopping options. I also really uh, love the views from the room. I've had a few 
over the years, um, whether it's a garden view or a view over the boardwalk itself or, or even the pool. They just all seem to be really fun um, experiences for me. I've, I've never had a bad experience at the boardwalk. Dustin. I agree with JL. <clears throat> Excuse me. I agree with JL. Uh, I think this is my favorite that we stayed at for these seven. I also agree with Corey uh, in that this is a destination unto itself. And that's mm-hmm. why I feel like it's about as close to perfect as a, a Disney uh, resort can get. So I give it a 9.2. Now, I will not give uh, fractions of a point on my rating, um, but I give it a solid nine. I give it a solid nine. Um, I I agree. It is a destination resort. I think this is a resort that can do, do something that very few of them can. It can appeal to couples. It can appeal to families in equal measure and there's something for everyone mm-hmm. there is some, what i find with most disney resorts is they're kind of geared more toward one or the other i don't find that with the boardwalk i find that you know it kind of can appeal to everyone um if they could do something with atlantic dance something meaningful and make that more more relevant and take it up even to the next level i i think this resort has the potential to go to a 10 um I think it ha- if they if they were to completely redo the decor in the villas and do something with Atlantic Dance, this would be an unbeatable resort. So yeah. I'm going to give it a nine. So I think we all gave it pretty high marks there mm-hmm. um, for the boardwalk, and we've been giving high marks for for everything. Yeah. I think some of our our listeners are going to be disappointed. But they, <laughs> these are also deluxe resorts, so it's yeah. really tough to you know like when we gave low marks, usually they were. The, like no, no, no. I've given low marks to deluxe resorts um, before. Um, I've got some pretty good rants on, on file. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. About, uh, about the contemporary in particular, uh, the Yacht Club. Um, I've given them low marks before. So the deluxe factor, um, you know, I, even when we go into moderates or, or value resorts, you know, I'm factoring in the, the cost. Um, and, you know, and I'm doing that here as well. So, I'll. I, I don't know. I just we've. I, I don't know if we we hit, just hit a good week, or what. The only like the only thing that was bothering me with some of the resorts early on because we started our first one at the Beach Club January fifth, and uh, a lot of the Christmas decorations were all up. Mm-hmm. We're still up, and you know even on like the seventh we were at Wilderness Lodge, all that all that uh, Christmas de- all those Christmas decorations were still up. Uh, when we got to the Grand and the Poly, uh, I think they were they were down. They I think were, after that, they everything were down. was down. Yeah. Um, but that was one of the things that was bothering me is it was well after Christmas, two weeks past Christmas, and they still have all the Christmas stuff up, and they still had all the music playing. And it's, it's like it's not that I'm against Christmas; I love Christmas. It's just there's a time it has to stop, <laughs> you know. And you know, I wish Christmas could be a year long thing, but it isn't. And there's a time where it's like okay. I've been I've been dealing with Christmas since the beginning of November, but you know Disney seems to be pushing that limit, uh, moving it out closer and close you know into the middle of January in some cases. Probably King's Day. That's usually when the when because I, I was asking and they kind of follow the whole King's Day thing. So that King's Day fell. But is this new? Because no, I don't remember no, no. them doing that. Well, I don't know about uh, with Disney. I just by know, King's like, Day, like, you mean the Epiphany? Yeah. Well, just the, you know King's Day where the yeah the kings came. The the um. But that's usually like the cutoff when you start taking down your Christmas decorations. We started on the 
when do we start? We started Monday. I think King's Day fell that that Tuesday. So it, we had two days of resorts that were still decorated. Mm-hmm. And sure flip, enough, Wednesday, everything was gone. I was going to say, on the flip side, though, for, for people that aren't able to make it out to Disney during the Christmas season but still would enjoy the decorations, um, you know, that's kind of their opportunity. I mean, and so, some people would see that as a bonus. I see why you don't see it as a bonus. I don't necessarily feel it's a bonus. But for others, it might, I that might be a good yeah, thing. I, I, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but keep in mind, I think the Magic Kingdom had its Christmas decorations up until like the 12th, the 12th of January. So, but all right, that is going to do it for this episode. Uh, tomorrow we have our last and final resort as part of our 7 and 7 series, and that's Old Key West. So be sure to tune in for that. Thanks for being with us, everyone. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be able to see you again tomorrow with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Have a great one, and remember, stay out of the damn place. <laughs> <laughs>